Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's, it's shocking. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I didn't get an explanation, uh, so I don't have an explanation for it. Um, I've not seen that happen, so uh, were you, obviously, were you, obviously unfortunate. Were you concerned as the replay review went on that it was going to get overturned because it should have? Of course there was a concern because I just, I just like I said, I've never seen that. So, and, I, and again, I didn't get an explanation, so I can't explain it, but what, what, what went on there, so... Sabres head coach Don Granado. Sabres lose to the Islanders three to two in a game that really takes a uh, takes a shot out of their playoff chances. They're still alive, five points back of the Penguins, who had a furious comeback last night. Six points back of the Islanders. They have three in hand, but they've been passed by Ottawa and Florida last night. Both those teams uh, picked up wins as well. On the Western Hotline is our Sabres beat reporter, Mister Paul Hamilton. He's joining uh, me, Jeremy, and Joe here. Paul's reports brought to you on WGR by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. All right, Paul, what do you want to start with? The the effort? You want to start with the the, the style of play, or should we we'd probably start with the kick, right? <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I don't care how it gets to the net, gets in the net, it counts. I, I really don't care. Uh, that's how I would run the NHL. That would be my rules is, you know, uh, however you do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. If you, you kick it in, fine. If you knocks in off your glove, fine. I don't I don't care. If the puck winds up in the net and it's not hit with a high stick, it's good, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But that's not what their rule is. And, you know, when you, when you read the, the ruling from the NHL, they feel the puck went in off fashing. They uh, set... You know, so basically they felt that the puck went in off his shin pad and there was no distinct kicking motion. Well, they leave such a gray area here. What is distinct? What is their definition? <laughs> you know? Yep. So, uh, so so they leave that, you know, everything under interpretation. In, in my world, if you just make, when the puck goes in the net, it goes in the net and it's a goal. You don't have to worry about interpretations, you know, and then you don't you're not taking goals off the board, which the NHL likes to do. So, um, yeah, that's what the NHL ruled that uh, there was no distinct kicking motion, whatever their definition of distinct is, and that the puck went in off his shin pad, and that made it a, a legal goal. The the biggest annoyance, Paul, is. 
there, to my knowledge, right? I looked really quickly. I didn't look too extensively. There's no definition of distinct kicking motion in the NHL rulebook, correct? Yeah, I mean, you go to, yeah, there is. You go to Rule thirty-seven point four, and it's called distinct kicking motion. Plays that involve the puck entering the net as a direct result of a distinct kicking motion shall be ruled no goal. Right, they never a actually distinct kicking motion for purposes of video review is when where the video makes clear that the attacking player has deliberately propelled the puck with a kick of his foot or skate and subsequently enters the net. Again, what is deliberate? You never define it. Right. Well, by that rule, by that reading, I mean, it feels like that's exactly what Hudson Fashing did. He deliberately moved his foot in a direction. But you are allowed to deliberately redirect anyway. It is, I think... Paul, part of it is, I mentioned this earlier, there's a little bit of a double-edged sword here. I feel like they didn't deserve to win. but no, every they one, didn't. But every once in a while, it's okay to win when you don't deserve to because <laughs> your goalie has a great game, and they were getting that from Lukanen. Mm-hmm. No, they were. And, you know, in the end of the game, that's what I, I wrote. It's like whether the, whether you agree with this ruling you don't agree with this ruling, at the end of the day or at the end of the night, did the Sabres really deserve to win this hockey game? No, they didn't. I mean, for half of it, they did. But then about the, for about the last 30 minutes, from like it hit the, the halfway point of the second period, the Islanders outshot the Sabres 11-1. to And I think the thing that and every time they lose to the Islanders, I mean, here it is Brock Nelson didn't beat them. Anders Lee didn't beat them. Bo Horvat didn't beat them. You know, they're, the, the guys who... You know, you're thinking, oh, you got to keep those guys quiet. Casey Sezikis, as he always does when the Islanders win, is right in the middle of it. Whoever his line mates are, you know, Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. Well, this time it's Hudson Fashing and Josh Bailey. But Casey Sezikis is in the middle of it. The guy who comes into the game with four goals and 11 assists <laughs> absolutely, you know, you know, waterboarded you in that game. It, it was in the offensive zone. That line was in the off. They all scored, all three of them. And, you know, that's that's the thing. It wasn't that the stars of it. And, and for the Sabres, they lost back-to-back three to two games, you know, and they played very well against Edmonton, very entertaining game. But at the end, they lost three to two. And the old saying, our, our old friend Dave Burkholder, uh, that you and I know very well, he always used to say it's such a simple thing to say, but your best players must be your best players, and for two games they weren't. Yeah, I've heard you on that, Paul, on Tage Thompson, and you know he's had a, a great year, of course. Sure he has. He's, he's sure absolutely he has. a star. It, it, I listened on post game. Sounds like you've been a little disappointed in that top line the last two games. I know. I saw the numbers from last night. They had like twenty two percent of the expected goals last night. So like the fancy stats didn't like them last night. You haven't liked their game really for two. Yeah. And it, and you hate to just put on – they're not the only ones. I mean, Dylan Cousins scored a very good hustle goal. You know, Yoki Haru and Cousins, they, they caused the turnover with hustle play. And then, you know, Cousins, you know, accelerates, gets in the – scores a nice goal. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you he had a good game. It probably was the worst game I've seen him play. I mean, he was turning the puck over all night. On Sezikis' goal, Cousins is on the wrong side of him. He's right behind him. I I think they're touching, but he's he's behind him, 
on the wrong side of him. He's not on the stick side. He's on the other side. Well, when Sezekis gets the puck, it's going to come to his stick. And the stick's not tied up. He's on the other side of him. And, you know, so so now Sezekis is open, right, standing right in this crease area. He gets the pass. Unfortunately, it did hit the side of the net, but it did come out instead of going to the side by fashing. And, and he scores. On, 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 look, look at what happens. Why is fashing wide open? Because Cousins was with him the whole time and then let him go and started just wandering out towards the blue line. And, and all of a sudden, it, it comes back the other way, and Fashing standing all by himself in front of the net. He was with him, but he let him go. And, you know, it, it's, and, and it's a learning experience. For a lot of the, this is the most important NHL game a lot of these guys have ever played. This was it. I mean, and they're going to play more important ones coming up. But this to date, as of March 7th and March 8th, that was the most important NHL game many of those youngsters ever played. And they got frustrated. Be- why? Well, <laughs> 30 shots got blocked. That's the Islanders' game. They knew it coming in. I, I, I'm sure, I mean, it's what the Islanders do. And so you know that's going to happen. So they got the yips they didn't want to shoot the puck you know when they had great opportunities to shoot the puck because they're worried about the sh- it seemed to me that they're worried about the puck being blocked and then frustration sent dominic moore talked about i'm standing right next to tage thompson and he's really frustrated with what's going on out there so you know so now you know it's going to be a learning experience and that's that's what this is about for these guys to go through this stuff understand what it takes and then next time it happens i'll guarantee you dylan cousins was furious at that game afterwards and he'll do everything in his power to make sure that the way he played in that game never happens again that's the way he is that's the way he operates that's the way he's wired but as young players they got to go through this i mean they got to go through it at some point and you know they they didn't they didn't handle it well this time for the last half of the game. And, you know, they – right – you know, I, I used the example with Brian last night. It was late in the third period. Jacob Bryson's coming right down Main Street, and he and Sorokin are just looking at each other. Here he comes. There isn't an islander between them, not anywhere near him. And for some reason, he decides that it's better to throw the puck through three islanders across the ice to try to get it to somebody who is at a worse angle, who is not at a good shooting area. Even if he gets the puck, he's not in a good shooting area. While Bryson was just one-on-one with the goaltender, coming down, wide open. And and you just say to yourself, what are you thinking there? I, I mean, you, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that question for you. And, you know, you but, but you took probably the best opportunity in the third period that the team had. And you just passed it away, trying to pass it through three guys to get it to somebody who's at a bad angle to shoot. And I wonder, Paul, on that, like Bryson's playing top pair, right? Like the last two games with Darlene a lot, with Samuelson being out, and Tuck's injury, of course, too. Just on the overall, like the depth being tested here, I felt like it was going fine, but this stretch where they've lost four of five, like there's plays last night, you mentioned the Bryson one, where I know Matias Samuelson's not – you know, some star defensemen offensively, but 
I felt like they were missing Samuelson a little bit, and they've missed Tuck. And I wonder if just the growth, the this team being so young, if maybe it's a little early for them to withstand injuries like that. Oh, they 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 don't have the depth really for the injuries, and and I've liked for the most part. I've liked Jack Quinn as he's filled in on that line. I think he's and he's produced somewhat as he's filled in on that line. But he's not Alex Tuck yet. I think eventually he he might be at that point, but. Alex Tuck was on a 40-goal pace when he went out of the lineup. That's a lot to take out. And, and the Sabres are developing their depth right now. Savoy, Kulik, um, Paterka will be better. Quinn, Quinn will be better. And Quinn is scoring some goals lately, but he, he'll even be even better. You know, So they're developing their depth right now. They, they can't really afford to have Jeff Skinner's production out of the lineup or Victor Olison to be in a huge slump. Or, you know, missing Alex Tuck or missing Cage Thompson. They just don't have the depth right now to be able to withstand that. But, uh, you know, as I keep repeating myself, but you, you, you hope, but I think they will. I've been around these guys for a while. They'll be better for what they went through yesterday. But, you know, they didn't handle it well. They let frustration set in, and the Islanders took over. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Next up, Dallas and the Rangers. You, Paul, accurately predicted which goaltender it would be. You thought it would be Lucan in the coast because Comrie was the backup. Mm-hmm. Did Lukanen play well enough that maybe Granado goes back to him quickly? He could. Yeah, he could. Um, definitely. I mean, you've, you've got Comrie who's won four in a row, but you've got Lukanen who played very well in this game uh, against the Islanders. So, you know, you, you can't, you know, the, probably the reason it was only a 3-2 game was because of Lucan and, and the way he played in that game. You look at the at the three goals, I'm not going to blame him for, for any of them. And, uh, you know, so, you know, 36 saves in the losing effort, and I thought he was good in that effort. And he held them in there and at least allowed them to be a 3-2 game where, you know, the the – they were pressing right right at the very, very end. It was probably the best I had seen them play since the first period with the goaltender pulled, and the puck was bouncing around right near the end there. If that game could have, if they had 10 more seconds, maybe they could have gotten a goal. But what, they, I mean, they were doing the things necessary to get pucks and people to the net finally, but uh, they, as they just ran out of time as the puck's sitting there right in front of the net, and uh, some of the Sabres are right around it. Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline. Sabres lose to the Islanders, and uh, you know the playoff race still alive, but work to do, work to do. Thanks, Paul. Yep, and they just faced two All-Star goalies in Sorokin and Stuart Skinner, and it's not going to get any easier because two more are coming: Jake Ottinger and Igor Shesterkin. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks paul i wanted to brighten your yeah, morning i feel yeah. great about it yeah it's awesome thanks all right paul hamilton thanks paul yep his appearance brought to you by equitable advisors thinking about today and planning for tomorrow and by relax and honda relax we got this this weekend by the way big weekend of course you've got college basketball mm-hmm. rolling tournament season with conference tournaments tbc sawgrass starts tomorrow yeah sunday is Selection Sunday? Yes. That's exciting. I remember, I feel like it's 
early this year because Selection Sunday, for me, my memories of it are always right around St. Patrick's Day. I feel like I've been out on St. Patrick's Day okay. during a Selection Sunday. Here it's only five days early, but whatever. So Selection Sunday starts 6 o'clock this Sunday. It's brought to you by Bathfitter. You can hear live coverage here on WGR. Bathfitter, improve your bath in one day. It just fits. Bathfitterbuffalo.com. And by Baskets, Bets, and Brews. Brought to you by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. We're getting a call from CJ in Buffalo. CJ, what's up? Hello, CJ. Sorry, I'm here, guys. Sorry about that. Hey, Go ahead. Uh, quick question. What do you think is the most valuable three picks in a draft as far as players that you would give up uh, if you wanted to either move up or get a player or accommodate more draft picks because our salary cap is in a point where we need young, younger guys contributing to the team as opposed to so many guys that have contracts coming up at Oliver, Gabe Davis, what would your top three you're, be? You're saying guys on the roster you would trade away? Yes. Yes. See, I, only because I see, like, the the blueprint the Chiefs create. And I, I don't want to do everything they do. But I do want to take, like, pieces and the way they manipulate the cap and the roster but get the same production. You know, I don't think we yeah. do that. And I, I talked to Sal and Joe yesterday about how we get all these pieces, whether it's free agency, draft, and we don't use the pieces the way we need to. And it kind of just it, we stall, which is why I think Josh Allen had the same numbers he had the year before. Like we're not we're not doing anything special or different. We're doing the same thing with the same with different pieces every year. We change the pieces. We're doing the right thing. We're just not changing you, what we do with those pieces. Thanks, CJ. I think you're getting at like yep. they don't sell any player high. Like that's what Tyreek Hill right that trade was was sell while he still has value and he gets a contract extension. Ed Oliver is the easiest answer for who could, could be traded and could have value. After that, he's the guy. Who, I don't know that there is another one. Who else is on the list? I mean, because isn't, isn't the reason you would do this because you're going to trade the guy before you can before you lose him for nothing? Yeah. If you don't think you could pay him? And you don't think the, the money he makes is right right now? I mean, yep. I wonder you could if, do something else with um, Oliver's ten point three million. They would clear if they traded him. Yeah, you could do something else with that ten point three million. I have trouble thinking of a second name. Who would the second name be? I mean, well, you really got to look for first round pick guys that eventually will get paid, right? And who's after Ed Oliver? You could look for that. I'm looking for anybody under contract that comes across as cheap. Like my next thought yeah. would be Gabriel Davis, but that doesn't seem right. Trade him you, before it's the he wrong gets paid. Position. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I don't want it. Right, I don't have any depth. There, on the defensive. it would have been Dawson Knox last it's, year, it, Epinesa. But I mean, what is that? A right, seventh truck? Like, right, right, right. How much value is there? I just don't think there's a lot of Oliver's the name. Oliver and I. I challenge you to think a second place. I don't. Think, I don't think there is one. It's tough. Rousseau. No, right? I, like I no way. I don't think you're moving on from him. No way. No. Nope. So I. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't see a name. Eight oh three oh five fifties. Thanks, CJ, for the da- phone call. Davis is Davis actually I think fits for what he's talking about. It just doesn't fit because the Bills need to be adding receivers, not taking them away. Like it would be insane if they did that. Yeah. Part of oh they could trade out Oliver is Daquan Jones is probably better than he was last year anyway. And defensive tackle is, in my opinion, more replaceable than receiver is. So you go pay three million, go sign another Daquan Jones for what at Oliver you would get for at Oliver. Like he he's the guy, and I don't mind that idea at all. 
I even, in fact, might be in favor of that idea. The GM even talked about wanting more from him, so I don't think it's that unreasonable to see it happening. And I would think he's good enough to where you would get something. It's not like Epinesa where yeah. you might expect they just get a, a conditional seventh. 803-0550, weapons for Josh Allen. We talked a lot yesterday about running back ideas, Derrick Henry. Yep. This tight end thing. I gotta. Yeah. I feel like I want. I gotta kill this thing before it gets started. This tight, right. end, this tight end talk can't. We can't do that. I I'm like slightly open to it, but I'm not. Not. It's not nearly one of my favorite ideas. You want it dead? I I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Unless it means a fundamental change on offense for what they have been yeah. to something completely different. Maybe not completely different, but whatever. 803-0550. Joe Marino joins us at 8 o'clock. Uh, his latest episode of Lockdown Bills, he did a full mock offseason with draft and free agency. I want to talk to him about a couple different ideas. We'll ask him about tight end, how the running back room should look. You know, we're getting we're getting to free agency. It starts next week. The teams can talk to players and movement should start beginning, uh, including Lamar Jackson. So we'll get the latest on his franchise tag and some of the other moves made around the NFL. The Giants, we were going to get into them a little bit, what they did with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. 803-0550 to join us. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.